Welcome to the Take It Off show. I'm your stylish host, Mrs. Tweethor, aka Mrs. Fashionably Late, aka Passport Princess, aka Antarchy. Maybe just Duchess. We have a guest all the way from China. Not trying to get canceled. I retract that previous statement. We had one from Amsterdam, Nigeria, Australia. You didn't hear that one though because it was a little bit too bad. But I'm going to count it. And now we have one from Asia. All we are really missing from this list is South America and Antarctica. So if you know any Eskimos, slide in my DMs. And to who we are going to get into AI fashion, China's impact on fashion, basically all things fashion in this episode. And I know last week I said, we're not going to talk about Paris Fashion Week. We're going to skip it. We're all about blah, 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 blah. We lied. We fibbed. We are going to get into it. So at the end of this episode, if you think, oh my God, that's so it's over. Thank you, Jesus. You're wrong because I'm going to get into all that soon. So stay tuned. Let's get into it. Oh, thanks. That's Xinro, X-I-N-R-O-U, Xinro. Xinro, thank you yeah. for being here today. Yeah, I'm so honored to be here. Thanks for the invite. So we also like to share this on social media, like on Instagram and Facebook. But then I thought I was like, wait, I think we're still banned over there. But we also sometimes share this on TikTok and Twitter. So Ooh, I know I, I know that's still going on over there. Wait, you you guys have TikTok, right? Yeah, but like in mainland, you can only access to the Chinese version of TikTok. That's Douyin. So basically, in mainland, you even with a VPN, you cannot like open TikTok. Yeah, really? Sad. Yeah. Wait, wait. Okay. Wait. I didn't even ask this off camera. Where in China are you located? Uh, now I'm in Jiangxi. It's a city near Shanghai. And Sh- Shanghai is on the main so people say mainland what are they referring to when they say that yeah so um i mean china is big yeah and yeah you know be- because of like historical reasons political reasons and i mean after 1997 hong kong is kind of like belongs to china so when we say mainland it it it, it refers to the region and exclude from like Hong Kong. So yeah, when mm. we say Hong Kong, right, yeah, you know Hong Kong, right? Hong Kong, Hong Kong. Yes. But like when we say mainland, it's basically China without Hong Kong. Yeah. And I know there's a region in China where they um, they speak a different language. And is is that Hong Kong or is that somewhere else? Uh, different language. I mean, every province in china like speak with like different dialects so basically yeah like Sichuanese is different from cantonese yeah cantonese and, is the one i, I yeah, hear cantonese yeah like um yeah people in hong kong or guangzhou this like more southern part of china they do speak cantonese and for like chinese chinese Sorry, not Chinese, Chinese, but like <laughs> other than Cantonese, we speak like Mandarin Chinese. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, I speak Mandarin Chinese. And I mean, Mandarin and Canton are like totally like different. I mean, I speak like perfect Mandarin, but like 
I can't understand Canton. Maybe just a few phrases, but like, yeah, that's hard. It's a, it's another language. Yeah, there are a、yeah. lot of. Pol- I feel like politics in China is so exciting. I mean, it's we 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 just came back from like a really outrageous president, and he was like four years of too、yeah. much excitement. <laughs> But you guys, I feel like there's constantly different things going on. But you write a lot of racy topics. I mean, you wrote a piece on LGBTQ censorship,、yep. another one in AI in the modeling industry, another one on Chinese students paying consultants to falsify grades to get into universities in the U.S. I mean, do you always feel、uh, safe? When you're publishing these pieces, honestly, well,、um, it's tricky. Of course, it's tricky. But、mm-hmm. I do think my topics are not that sensitive, if you know what I mean. It's not like okay,、um, I'm writing about like, let's see, like、um, Tiananmen Square massacre. I'm not writing about this kind of stuff. I'm just writing about like LGBTQ censorship. Um. Yeah, this kind of stuff, and I mean, and I don't write for state media, and for 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 most of my pieces, I write for like let's say foreign media. So yeah, it's not not safe to write about these pieces in China. Really? Okay, because I guess we're. I'm looking at it from the outside in, and I'm hearing about、um, a government who is really picky about media. And, yeah, right. That's true. Yeah, and so I'm wondering for the journalists who are over there when they do write these things, can there ever be repercussions? Are there strict guidelines, or is it you have to ride the fence and see? Well, I mean, media censorship in China, it's well, it's so strict, right?、Mm-hmm. But well. I mean, me as a freelancer, I do have the editorial freedom because I'm not working for a state media. And for foreign media, well,、um, I feel like as long as I don't step on certain lines, then I'm fine. So yeah, you gotta yeah. What is what would be stepping on certain lines then? L- like for example,、um, human rights about like certain I don't know movements where like. Radical stuff, yeah. Um, I know that there is an area. I think it's in northern China near Mongolia. Um, is it Uyghur? Oh, I'm. Yeah, Xinjiang Uyghur. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about that. So if you were to write、mm-hmm. about that, then it would kind. Of, you would be a little bit in the hot seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from the, that kind of stories. Yeah, because I mean, I'm in China and my family is in China. And yeah, so yeah, you gotta be a little bit like strategic about what you, what you write about. Yeah. What are some of the? I don't want to say punishments, but what are some of the crimes that can be penalized against you if you do end up wanting to write about more heavier topics like that? Hmm. So, uh, like I. If I remember it correctly, back in 2016, a Chinese journalist called Chai Jing, she like made a like documentary about pollution. The documentary was a hit. I mean, yeah, New York Times reported it. 
a lot of like international publications reported, but like the journalist at Taijing, she kind of disappeared, and the documentary was taken down. Yeah, she just disappeared from the online world. Yeah, but not not like physically disappeared. Okay, she's still but, alive and well. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, it's just yeah. The 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 documentary was like taken down. Yeah. So it seems like the punishments are a bit in the unknown. You know, yeah. Oh no. Yeah. That I think that that can kind of cause a fear in people too. If yeah, yeah, because in the states, if everything is in black and white, pretty much, you do this, you know what you're gonna get. You yeah, don't know. Right. Yeah, I mean, you don't know the the harshness of it, but you know the range of what can happen. Yeah, and yeah, I exactly. And I I think that tactic, oh, it's it sounds yeah. it sounds. But then on the opposite end, it sounds like there are a number of people who are resentful of that tactic, which it can cause、mm -hmm. the opposite effect. It can cause people to kind of revolt, and instead of being scared, they're actually. Angry and they want to talk about it just because they can't. You you know when you're a kid and your parents tell you like don't touch that, but they don't tell you why not to touch that. So then you end up touching it. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs>、like, Being rebellious. Yes, exactly. So one of the things that you also touched on was AI and fashion.、Mm -hmm. When you were researching th this topic, what was one of the more interesting things that you discovered? Yeah, well, definitely the male gaze aspect、Ugh. to the fashion. Well, I mean, in I feel like in Western countries, well, of course, feminist this kind of stuff, feminist like movement, yeah, kind of like helped with the male gaze problem. But in China, it's a whole different story. So yeah,、mm. of course, AI is my like new interest these days. I'm just so obsessed with. AI, yeah, you know,、um, in China, if you wear certain clothes like outside. So when I was in New York, I wear like tank tops, like shorts. Oh yeah, I, yeah, and I didn't even wear bras. That's that's the best part. Like free your <laughs> boobs, right? Yeah, in China you can never do that. You can never do that. A lot of like creepy guys just stare at you, and even if like. I wear like tank tops, and well, for the record, I did wear bras, right?、Mm. I wear bras under my tank top. Still, weird guys just stare at me. Yeah, that's make yeah, that makes me like super uncomfortable. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's the, the reality. Oh, they are such creeps. And so, yeah, when you were doing this, and you were. Kind of wondering where is AI gonna take us? Can you explain the role a bit of like AI in personalized fashion and I guess fashion recommendations? Yeah, of course. So、um, I do have a little note about it. Yes, we love our notes. Yeah. So actually,、uh, when we think of think of AI in fashion. Of course, the first thing we can think of is like AI models. That's pretty like a visualized concept, right? Like、mm. back in April, I think, if I remember correctly, Levis they 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 uses AI models for a new campaign that 
that's a like an internet internet sensation and people are just kind of like discussing the use of ai models in fashion but actually beyond ai models ai can actually using different areas like marketing design e-commerce etc so for marketing actually ai helps like Mar um sorry i need to get my hand clear no it's okay it's okay yeah so um actually some companies they do use like ai to help generate personal personalized marketing content like there's a new there's a new tool called attentive ai i'm not sure if if you ever heard about this i anyways have. it's just a, yeah anyways it's just a new tool that help help brands to use ai to generate marketing image so basically um using this tool uh like let's see the marketing team can just um put in like texts so the tool can basically can basically like transcribe like let's say texts or any prompt to images and fashion fashion houses in the end they can personalize the images settings and lighting and other elements to to to, to create a more personalized stuff making oh. so yeah I think with that, that will be interesting because not only will the model lose money on campaigns, but yeah. also the fashion photographer. I had a fashion photographer from Vogue on this shoot and also hair and makeup, also the mm -hmm, stylist, yeah. also the cost. Yep, yep, like, there's yep. so many people who are losing their jobs when they're switching, yeah, exactly. to, when they're switching yeah. to this. And it's a little bit scary, yeah. Yeah, and then also I think about how this will affect diversity, how this will affect imaging. If now you can create a perfect woman for everything, how will the younger generation exactly. feel? This, even body image, like I saw this AI the other day and it was this, it looked so real. It was this girl and she had huge hair. She had the perfect body. And I kept looking it up like, who is she? Because I just thought she was a model. And on Twitter, I follow a lot of fashion writers on Twitter. And then someone had commented like, this is an AI. And I was, I just felt so old. Mind blowing. Yes. That's yes. insane. I, I felt seriously like a grandma but are, are they... <laughs> welcome to 2023 <laughs> but are there any i guess ethical considerations surrounding the use of ai i mean we talk about sustainability and people were saying mm -hmm. that this might help with that but i don't know in terms of besides jobs if this is still gonna cross any boundaries yeah i mean i feel very like ambivalent about ai in fashion because well mm. on the one hand we are saying oh we want diversity we want diversity in fashion uh we want more plus size models minority models mm -hmm. on the other hand ai right ai literally can like replace these models i mean if we want diversity why would we like use ai to generate like fashion images we can just hire more like 
diversified models, right? Yes, and as far as like diversifying it and models and trying these new things, AI also has the marketing tools to predict what's going to work, what's not going to work. Yep. So, so that plus size model before that maybe they were just testing it out. This time they can mm -hmm. know for sure if it's going to work or not, and if it's not, they're not going to use it. If it's not going to be more profitable for their company. Yeah. Are there any companies that you know? I know Tommy Hilfiger recently mm -hmm. talked about stepping into AI, but are there any other fashion companies that you know that are also looking to take that next step? Well, honestly, I'm not sure too sure about that. Mm. But AI is definitely a trend. But in terms of like, I don't know, you know, te new technology, fashion houses, of course, they want to try it out, but I don't think they will like replace all the models with AI. It's, it's, well, it's happening, but I, I'm, I'm optimistic. Because I, I think also, they still need models on the runway. Although, although yeah. this year, the metaverse had a fashion week. They held a fashion week. And, yeah, I've heard. And I mean, I don't know how impactful it was. I think the fact that they even held one, people were like, are we in the future? Is this it? But Metaverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The metaverse is so wild. I don't understand so it. So wild. And there was this case recently. It, well, it wasn't recently. It was last year, but they closed it out this year of this guy who sold a metaverse bag of hermes and he sold it for a million dollars damn that's insane <laughs> <laughs> and then um hermes sued him because they were like hey this is not our bag like you can't be doing this and his his argument in court was that it's i wouldn't get sued if i sold a painting of a hermes bag and this is just digital artistry. So why am I? Why are you guys suing me? It's the same thing. NFTs. And yes, yes, the NFTs. And then people were. I was watching that case closely because I felt like, okay, if he wins, this is going to be changing the game for sure. Mm -hmm. But right. he didn't end up winning. They closed the case this February. The judge ruled that he was using it for more of commercial than he was of mm -hmm. artistry. So it doesn't really count. So he needs to basically give them their money. So, <laughs> I mean, also, it's like, I think if you're suing someone like Hermes, their lawyers are probably paid very well. So I don't think of it's course, Hermes. Yeah. So I don't think it's going to be an easy fight. So that's, you know, you have to take it with what it comes for. But do you think that in terms of other parts of fashion, like even maybe malls or clothing stores, AI could help out with that. Because we're already starting to see, I don't want to say robots, but in America, there are some stores where you can go to a grocery store and nobody works there. Oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'm wondering like... I feel like it's happening everywhere, yeah. Even with you guys too. Yeah. Yeah, so I feel like what what is kind of next for AI and fashion, really? Well, I'm not sure if you ever heard about this, but like certain Uniqlo stores, they use AI to create 
a more like unique in-store experience. Really? So that's, yeah, that sounds so like Black Mirror, but it, it, yeah, <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> they just yeah, came out so, with a new season too. Have you seen the episode one? It's it's about like AI generated shows. That's insane. Oh wait, uh, yes, 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 I have. Yeah, it it. My boyfriend made me watch it. Um, I. I didn't. Even, I really wasn't a huge Black Mirror fan, but now I'm. I'm sticking through it because I need to get through once the last season. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, circle back to Unicool. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> certain stores they have this AI-powered thing called I don't remember the name, but I think it's Umood or, or or something like that. Anyways, uh, the AI technology can show customers like different products and just measure their reaction to to certain colors and style through 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 neurotransmitter. That sounds so sci-fi. Yeah, but it's true. And based on that, the AI can just recommend products based on each person's reactions. That's yeah, that's <laughs> they're getting closer and closer to our mind. Yeah, right. That's a little bit wild. I think but I think the younger generation will be excited about it because I think they are. I don't want to speak for them because I'm an old lady, but I think that they do like technology and they are curious about new technological advances. And yeah, exactly. That kind of reminds me of in the makeup stores. I don't know if you remember, it was years ago, but they used to have this product where you put the machine to your skin. And it'll show you. Oh, yeah. Yes. It shows. I don't know what happened to it. I don't know why they stopped using it. But it shows you your exact skin complexion and what foundation you needed. Whereas before, you had to go to the makeup seller and ask. And they would, like, experiment different swatches on your hand. But there has to be some reason why they stopped doing that. So I wonder if this... Maybe this won't have longevity, but people will definitely start rolling it out to see if it'll work at all. Yeah, exactly. I mean, this kind of new technology, I feel like it does help people with certain stuff. I mean, yeah, like the foundation thing. I mean, that's kind of convenient and cool. Yeah. Not lie. No, yeah. that's what I was saying. Like, I- even when it first came out, people weren't like, oh my God, what about the makeup artists? Are they going to lose their jobs? People were more considering like, mm-hmm. oh, this is really going to help me as a consumer. So I think mm-hmm. when we're rolling this out into different fields and fashion, I think it's going to be the same thing. People are not going to really care about others losing their occupation. They're going to say, oh, wow, something new. It's like a new toy. Right. People's first reaction is always like, oh, wow, this is new. It looks cool. But like after a while, after like you really like sitting there and start like thinking about this whole new technology thing. Yeah, you can't stop thinking about like jobs, employment, this kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because it's kind of like a double edged sword. I mean, right now. In politics, a lot of we. This is election year for us. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to pay attention, but some of some of the candidates who they're preaching are: we need to get more jobs back. We need to get old jobs back. And even though that sounds great, realistically, I don't know how they're going to bring back old jobs. 
it if we're moving in a different direction, I think their best bet is to kind of have workforce programs where they can teach these people mm-hmm. new skills that will work for future jobs. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, uh, um, it's not in fashion industry, but in the gaming industry, you know, um, AI is already taking jobs from illustrators, and now mm-hmm. more illustrators they are thinking about a new career path that is learning AI instead of like learning like painting this kind of stuff they are starting to like learn AI I feel like this is the yeah we're the direction yeah we're kind of seeing the beginning the beginning of it all and I think Mm -hmm. people are trying to pivot with the times but Mm -hmm. it's easy I think if you're in the beginning or even in mid-tier of your career but if you're a senior level and you've been doing something for so many years, how are you just going to switch at the drop of a hat? It doesn't make any sense. I mean... That's sad. It's super, super sad. Even, I was hearing about even AI taking over for writers, but... Yeah. That's crazy to me. That is crazy, but like, if I'm being honest, AI created as is are shit. It's... (laughs) emotionless yeah it's yeah it's just factual factual yeah emotionless it's like yeah you can tell if it's like written by a machine yeah so so maybe it'll work for college essays but maybe for actual viewership and and just reading something for leisure pleasure it it probably won't work yeah probably won't work do you have any predictions or envisionings for the way we're going to produce, consume, interact with fashion? You mean AI-wise? AI-wise, yeah. Yeah, of course. So AI is a trend and it's, of course, it's unavoidable. We are at the beginning of this trend and yeah, it's developing and it's it's developing fast, of course. So for AI models, I'm positive about this. Maybe I'm just being optimistic, but I don't think fashion houses will like replace human models with AI models. Maybe for certain campaigns, yeah, they they use like this AI thing. It's yeah, it's a hype, right? But like for human models, it's different. Human models have emotions. They can better like interact with with human and consumers, right? But for other aspects like marketing, like merchandising, e- e-commerce, even even design, um, I do think fashion houses will like consider adopting AI technology in these areas. Yeah, because it looks like AI helps with efficiency, yeah. Yeah, I I mean, definitely with efficiency, I can see that too. But Mm -hmm. I also, I think you could be right about them not completely turning to AI because also a lot of these executives for these big houses are older. They're from that generation. And even though they want profits, I think they are also scared of what it holds too. I know now we have driverless cars and mm-hmm. the goal when they were first rolling this idea out was 
everyone's going to be driverless and then that way we'll have less car accidents we'll have less death but everyone still can't afford the driverless cars so so it doesn't it doesn't really matter if we have one or two driverless cars the average person is not going to afford it so it doesn't doesn't do anything if half of us are using it and half of us are not yeah 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 so i think the same thing kind of will happen with this to an ai do you plan on continuing diving deep into ai and fashion or do you kind of work with whatever subjects you feel go to you because i know you you are a freelance writer so you can pick basically what you want to write about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how do you pick your topics that's the good thing about being a freelancer. I mean, honestly, yeah, I have ADHD. It's really hard for me <laughs> to just stay focused on one area where like certain topics. So yeah, I have like a wide range of interests. So I just pick like anything that interests me, honestly. Yeah. So from my past work, you can tell, yeah, I write about, let's see, uh, AI, I write about like education, I write about healthcare. Yeah. And you, you never know. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll dig deeper into the AI stuff because AI honestly is fascinating. It's yeah, we are living in this in this world where I mean, physical world and metaverse is it's kind of yeah blending together. I guess the line is getting more blurry. Yeah, so that's why AI kind of fascinates me. And AI is used in different areas, like I said, in gaming and even in music. In academia, oh my God, yeah, yes. Of course. Yes, right? Some of these songs, not gonna lie, kind of good. But you can, <laughs> but I would never, I would never replace the old songs because you can still, we're still at the early stages where you can tell it's AI. Yeah. And uh, some music artists have spoken out against it because it sounds a little too similar and it's confusing their listeners, which I get. Yeah, I mean, music is a form of art. I mean, art represents, I don't know, human intellectual. Yeah, art is a, yeah, it represents like humanity. Yeah, speak from my perspective. But like, if you use AI to replace this forms of art that's yeah that's non-human yeah that's just yeah insane i spoke to this yeah i agree i spoke to this one girl and we were talking about the metaverse and fashion designers in the metaverse and she was teaching classes and i said how are they making any money how is this i thought the metaverse is like similar to a video game you can play it but what are you doing at the end of the day she said no you can actually sell clothes on the metaverse and and i was dumbfounded i was like wait what who is buying these clothes like how much are you paying for these things i mean i know you don't have to pay the manufacturer but what is going on with this and she said yeah it's like similar to buying an accessory from roblox or kind of the old video games that you used to play it's similar in that aspect so you can design it and you can be taught to design it too you don't need to be a computer scientist or anything so, I don't know. 
the world is changing. The world is changing. It's changing, and you know, I want to change with it. I don't want to be left behind. Even with radio, radio is dying. This is a dying industry, and oh, really? Yes, podcasting has taken over. I mean, so many radio stations are shut down. So many radio stations, people are getting laid off. And they're getting fired, and so everyone is moving to podcasting. But in podcasting, it's not a guaranteed salary like radio. It's a lot of you have to go find the seller, you have to go pitch this. It's ugh, it's a different ball game that altogether. Sucks. It. <laughs> yeah, I mean the whole media industry kind of it sucks. Yeah, it's shifting. Yeah, the world sucks, but also <laughs> the world is exciting too. No, I'm excited about this, but. Before I get you out of here, how can the listener find you? Read your article. She does write a lot about fashion too, so you can find that on her website. But I'll let you tell more about that. You can just Google my name. My my past my past stories are all on Google, I guess. And I do have a personal website. And if you like want to reach out to me, you can just yeah email me. Yeah, my email is at is on my personal website. Yeah. And then what? Wait, say your personal website for us, just so they can find you and contact you. X i n r o u s h u at gmail dot com. So x that that's my Chinese name, Xin Roshu, Xin Roshu at gmail dot com. And if you're listening to this on the radio and you want to find more, you can go to at Take It Off Show. I'll include all of her information. If you're listening to this on my podcast, you will see all of her information below. Thank you so yeah. much for staying up late. I know it's like 10 p.m. over there for doing this with us. I really appreciate having you. I'm excited, and you are a great host. Ah, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Anytime, anytime. Okay, have a good night. You too. Bye. Take it in. This is where we talk about the fashion news of the week. Our guest had to step out, but that's okay. We are going to continue the show. The show must go on. Anywho, Lanvin pointed Future as their next creative director for Van look, Van Lanvin Lab, which is a sub label of the Paris-based fashion house Lanvin, and. Basically, they were saying this kind of experimental brand extension will house a slew of creative partnerships. <laughs> when they asked him about this, Landman says this this brand will really place an emphasis on music, and so they wanted an accomplished musician and. They wanted to create a ready-to-wear line and accessories for both men and women. And this will come out at the end of this year. Now, do I think that Future is going to be in the back stitching or going to be looking over the accounting books? No, probably not. He has a team for that. But do I think that this is going to be something that the culture will embrace? Yes, yes, and I'll tell you why. Because when ASAP Rocky, remember when he was just a rapper? It was one album, but it was a great album. And then he kind of ventured into fashion, even though on the album he was talking about how he's always been into fashion. 
Maybe he just wasn't known for it. That's what I think will happen here with Future. We haven't been hearing a lot of music from him lately. And I don't know if he's like, you know what? Maybe I should try something different. And, you know, ASAP Rocky was a ladies' man who and a talented musician. He's a ladies' man and a talented musician. Maybe it could work. I mean, it's ready to wear. So how, how much can you really mess that up? I'm excited for this. I'm not... I mean, I'm not excited for this, but... I think this will be a good look. Anywho, Rihanna is officially stepping down from Fenty Beauty line. Well, not really because she still owns the line. But she's stepping down as CEO, which means we still ain't getting no goddamn new music. I think it just means she's in mommy mode, personally. But more importantly, who is Hillary Super, her new CEO? I did some digging, so you don't have to. Okay, apparently... She's not a newbie. She's done this before. She was the CEO of Anthropology. She also was a leader at American Eagle, Guess, Gap, Old Navy. Basically, Homegirl is an OG. Also, she's going to be a board member. So, yeah. A random thing. She enjoys cooking. Yeah. Doesn't everyone like food? She resides in Palm Springs. I mean, the article I read <sighs> put you to sleep. Next news, even more importantly... Pharrell finally debuted his Louis Vuitton collection at Paris Fashion Week. I thought it was safe. Because if you look at the pieces, we saw a lot of Demir checkered sportswear, the pixelated camouflage patterns, very Louis Vuitton, but just not really pushing boundaries really not testing the imagination some of it though like when he had the matching sports jackets and the exaggerated louis vuitton that was fire that felt like it was something that was representing the culture beyond louis vuitton and then he also said that he gathered a lot of inspiration from virginia beach and Y'all know I'm from VA. I always say DC, but I'm really from Arlington, Virginia. But I like to say DC. Anywho, our Virginia slogan is Virginia is for lovers. So he played on that LV lovers thing. And he did an interview beforehand talking about how he was chosen for this. He feels like he was prepared for this. Yada, yada. I'm not going to be harsh on him only because I feel like this is his first really big debut he is filling in big shoes after Virgil. So, ooh, that was crass. After Virgil passed away. And so I'm going to give him a little bit of grace here. Yeah, I'm not going to get super into it. That is the tea for this week. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you next week. Bye-bye. That's what's out. That's what's in. See you next week on next week's trend. Follow me at Take It Off Show, and I'll see you next Tuesday at 5 p.m.